Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. Put my right arm on.
Lord, I pray, dear God, that you would strengthen them, dear God. Lord, that you would build them up, Lord, when they're torn down. Lord, I pray, dear God, that you would be strong in the midst of their weaknesses. Lord, I pray, dear God, that you would give them a fresh anointing. Lord, from the crown of their head, Lord, to the soles of their feet. God, with their arms stretched out, Lord, that you would cover them with your precious blood. Lord, I pray right now, dear God, that you would sharpen their swords. Lord, sharpen their discernment. Dear God, stir up every gift. Lord, I pray, dear God, let them see through your eyes. And Lord, right now, dear God, I pray, dear God, that you would send them to do the work that you would have them
commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right, $150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. 
We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on WIN, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us. Welcome to the Irene Locked Up Radio Show with your host, Minister Amen. And you're listening to it on the WIN Network. Yes, that's right. Win Network. Together, we win. Stay tuned. Director Clifton Dial for that hot, hot jingle. You have tuned in to uh, iRain Blog Talk Radio Show. Thank you so much for taking time out to join me today, tonight, my friends. Uh, again, I am Minister Annie Bell, the host and creator of iRain Blog Talk Radio Show, which is an outreach of Wealth Management Ministries Incorporated. We are endeavoring to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as providing awareness, prevention, and resources to the community. As you know, if you've tuned into one or two of my shows, or all of them, this month, January, is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And to commemorate that, we are doing an entire month of episodes on the topic of sex trafficking. Truly, the, that sex trafficking industry uh, is so huge, and there's so many different aspects of it that we can probably talk about that all year, to be quite honest. Now, tonight is called Black Girls Die Too, the, Black, the Backpage Murders. And um, But before we start, first of all, I do want to celebrate that Backpage.com had to remove their escort section. Why is that a big deal? Well, this is where Believe it or not, traffickers were selling victims for sex to Johns and even selling their victims to other traffickers. And Backpage.com, they knew what was going on, but they were making so much money. We're talking about $135 million just on the escort section alone. 
So it was very lucrative for them. They did not want to break it down. They, I mean, so many injunctions, so many court dates, and finally it came down. But these ladies, these girls, uh, young girls too, were being advertised and sold like cattle, even being branded like cattle with the name of the trafficker or the trafficking gang. Girls as young as 9 and 10 are being sold. Can you imagine modern-day slavery right in our face? In, in the midst of all this, victims were being murdered. The murder of black girls, however, were not being as widely reported as those of their counterparts. Here tonight to talk about the new movie that he will premiere on Friday called Black Girls Die Too, The Backpage Murders, is producer and filmmaker Khalif Shakil. Welcome to Irene. Thank you for having me in. Um, I know it's late. Uh, I have you up all, all times of the hour trying to do this, but we, I had to make sure that we got you in and um, to an interview because what you're doing, I think, is magnificent, um, that you're bringing awareness and you're bringing um, people together to say this is something that we can fight. So I applaud you, and let me be the first one to applaud you before your premiere. Uh, <laughs> So if you could, Thank please you. share with our li- you're welcome. Uh, please share with our listeners just a little bit about yourself. I want them to get to know you a little bit. So um, just share a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I'm Kalisha Kale. I, I, I started uh, Chocolate Rain. That's the thing I was interested in. I, you, your, your program is I Rain. And, yeah. you know, I started a company, Chocolate Rain, and we both were talking about the same type of, you know, rain, supreme God reigning over us. So I, I thought that was interesting when you and I yeah. first met. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I started uh, Chocolate Rain. I, I, w- I was an author. Oh, I, I like to think that I'm an author. I've written five books, and we've published many more. And I think that constitutes I- you as an author. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, you, you, we, you know, you think we all think what we want to think anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) our reality is, you know, our perception is our reality. So, hey, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Um, and I was raised by a, you know, I I was raised by a single mom. You know, my dad was in our life and he was, and he's, he was a good man, but the household was, was run by my mother. It was a female dominated. I had three sisters in the house. Uh, I grew up with, you know, six sisters, and uh, I finally had a little brother, but I was, my life was always around women, and I I was surprised as I got older, the, the mistakes that not just, you know, my friends would make in, in reference to dealing with women, but, you know, the mistakes that I made, and as you get older, you know, God punishes you with daughters, <laughs> so, you know, all of the things that we do, silly as as young men, you know, uh, uh-huh. I think I'm in the Bible as a God says, I will see you through the eyes of your children. Yeah. And and I started seeing some of the silly things and the silly mistakes that I made in relationships with some of the women in my past, and I started seeing those troubles with my daughters. So I, mm-hmm. I, I chose Chocolate Rain to focus on healing some of the wounds that I made, my family, men in my family have made, friends have made, and just men in general. So we try and focus on projects that elevate and, and bring uh, help women gain their power back. I love that, especially in the midst of what's going on in our in our uh, White House and you know the things that he was saying about 
handicapped people and, you know, what he likes to do with when he sees beautiful women. And, you know, that really, you know, brought down and I think almost unraveled all the progress that we've made. So I thank you for being so conscientious and bringing that about so that we all have a voice. Um, And another thing that I wanted to uh, bring to your, uh, as you probably already know, but we, I have a, uh, a financial literacy series and that's called chocolate, the chocolate series. So our, you know, we definitely have something going on here with um, names and everything. Yes. Yes. I love that. (laughs) Now tell me, um, how did you get into film production? That's, that's so very intriguing. Well, you know what? I um, actually back in high school we had a we had a project where at the high school you could do some internship and it was a, a the radio station was w, I mean television station WTRC and I actually got to film some of the basketball games for mm-hmm. our high school basketball team and the high school football team and the the thing that I found out when I was pointing the camera at the players. All of the girls that wouldn't pay me any attention started uh, looking at me. <laughs> so Go I ahead. found out that there was a lot of power in that camera. <laughs> so I I just knew that I would you know I would I was destined to spend my life in, you know in communications. So yeah. I, I inevitably had a radio show, and I went I went into the military and and I, I kept dreaming about you know, doing something in the entertainment business, and I'm, I can't dance, and I'm not a very good singer. And, but what I could do is, you know, when I'd be around and run to guys, if I was telling the story about the football game, they would all listen. Mm-hmm. And and I developed a way of, you know, like that barber shop, the barber telling the story, you know, in, in the barber shop where people, was a, he, you know, he could command uh, the shop, and everybody would listen yeah. to the way he would tell the story. And yeah. so I found power in telling the story, and I just I had to find my own niche. And and so uh, Hollywood, uh, you have to forgive me, Hollywood does not listen to. They don't take a lot of black scripts. Okay, they don't they don't hire a lot of uh, you know black actors. And and you know what, we shouldn't get mad at that. You know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I decided. You know what, it takes cameras. So let's get cameras, okay? It takes mm-hmm. uh, a writer. I, I can write. It takes money. Well, I'll save my money. You, then, then you find people who want to share in your dream, and you just go about the business of doing doing the the work. And that is how you know uh, Chocolate Rain, the film division, started with three people: me, uh, uh, Terry Island, and uh, uh, a sister named uh, Rhoda. Um, uh, Rhoda Ross, uh, and she, she, she was the the uh, administrative person. I was writing, Terry was editing, and the three of us sort of just started going to work. And every day we were adding new people to the um, to the soup. Uh, the the big part was when you know I called a a gentleman named uh, Carlos Williams, who we had worked together on on another film, and he was just such an he is a, such an amazing. Uh, cameraman and editor, and mm. added him to the Chocolate Rain family. Someone who I I see like he sees, we think alike, and and after that we just start growing, and now we touch seventy one people. Wow! First of all, <laughs> I love your entrepreneurial spirit. 
Um, I, you know, in this day and time with the technology that we have, you thought outside of the box and, and, you know, had a creative dream catching mechanism. And so most people, they allow those things to be the very thing that keeps them from, from moving ahead. But you thought around it, you know, and how to get over that mountain. And so that's perfect. That's what the American dream is all about. And I love it, you know, as much as um, I've been talking bad about the, uh, the, the, the new resident at the, the White House this, uh, this month, I have to say that I love this country for what it allows us to do. Um, we might be born a certain way, but we're not stuck there, you know. Uh, you know, you know I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. The, you know, the, our, the new resident, I don't recognize him as a, he didn't win the most votes to me, so he wasn't the president. Exactly. But, <laughs> you but, get my drift. You know, and I know I'm not supposed that, to mix politics with my religion, but hey, I he, it. he I was all up in there. It's all up in, in the Kool-Aid, I mean. I'm going to tell you something. He may end up being the blessing in disguise, and I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. what I mean by that. Okay. Um, I, I think that he's going to be so far off the beaten path that he's going to force a lot of our brothers and sisters who, who wait, you know, on someone to help them mm-hmm. say, you know what, it ain't coming. And I know right. it's the help ain't coming because who they put in the White House. So mm-hmm. i got to mm-hmm. do it myself. And the purpose, the, the real mission of chocolate rain, if you if you look at our you know our, our chocolate drop, it says if you think it, we we speak it. So mm. the things that you're thinking at the back of your mind, we we speak it to existence. You know, wow. and so I wanted to do the movie Black Girls Die Too. I, I spoke it into existence every day. Every day I worked on it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, and now we're premiering the movie, and yeah. you know it. It's just that simple. You have to speak it. You have to speak it loud. You have yes. to speak it true. You have to put your effort behind it. And, I'm, and I want to say this because this is really important because I talk to a lot of youngsters who want to get in the film, okay? Mm-hmm. No one is going to finance your dream, okay? Mm. People with money finance successful vehicles, okay? Mm-hmm. Which right. means that you take your idea and you make it successful, then they're in, okay? Wow, that's right. They don't finance the dream, all right? You have to finance your own dream, and then people with money who want to invest and and Johnny come lately, they they get in the game later when it's a bit safer. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Even the a Mm -hmm. bank, you may have a great idea for a business, and a bank can see it, and they'll say, you know, that's a great idea, but we need a little collateral. We love your dream. But you got to put that house up. <laughs> That's right. They want you vested. They want you right. vested. Put some skin in the game. Um, in the when game. you come That's up here right. with some black and white, we want to see some skin <laughs> in it. Yes. You are right. Listen, we have talked ourselves right into our very first commercial. Everybody, please keep your cheeks in the seats. We're going to be right back with more um, of Black Girls Die to the Backpage Murders. Have you priced commercials lately? Advertising can truly break your budget. At Win, we eliminate the most common hurdle to advertising. Advertise with Win to reach potential customers locally, nationally, and internationally for as low as $150. Yes, that's right. 
$150 per commercial. We Inspire Network Radio is a new and rapidly growing online radio network that boasts of dynamic seasoned show hosts who are drawing audiences from across the nation and abroad. Africa, Australia, Scotland, Canada, just to name a few. We also have the technical capabilities to advertise your products and services through sound bites, slideshows, and more. No long-term contracts. You pay per show. Advertise on Win, and you are sure to be a winner. For more information, call us 201-477-0469. Email Annie Bell at wealthmanagement-fs.org. Welcome back to Irene Blog Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Hey, hey, welcome back once again to the Irene Blog Talk Radio Show, and it's powered by We Inspire Network Radio. I am your host, Minister Annie Bell. Now, if you're interested in sponsoring a show or advertising on our show, please contact our marketing department at 201-477-0469. Now, we are back with Mr. Khalif Shakil, and we were just talking about um, and getting into why he actually um, produced this particular film. So welcome back, Mr. Shakil. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Thank you. Now, you, you kind of led us into our the next question that I really had, which, um, again, is so in- interesting. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of films being made right now about sex trafficking. It is the hot topic um, for nonprofits and, and things of that sort. But you decided that you wanted to really focus on uh, a particular aspect. What made you want to produce a movie about sex trafficking, and then specifically about the back page murders? Well, you know, the truth is I didn't. Actually, I didn't want to. Uh, I, 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 had, I had finished a film earlier on a young man named Kendrick Johnson that we call, it's called Unfortunate. And, you know, going through that experience, you know, you get emotionally involved. And so you, I wanted to do something fun, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, the chair lady, former chair lady of the Legislative Black Caucus, his name is uh, Dee Hagler, uh, Dee Dawkins Hagler, she uh, saw my film, invited me up to the Capitol and introduced me to some survivors. And she says, you know, I want to do uh, I want to do a film, and I'd like to, you know, work with you on that subject matter. And if you, if you ever meet Dee, uh, she's someone that you just don't say no to. I don't. I don't think she lets you say no. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, next thing I know, you know, we were casting, and I chose. <laughs> I, I'm, and I'm dead serious. I, I, I didn't have a, a script. I didn't have an idea, and I read a story about a young lady named Vernicia Woodard from Atlanta, Georgia, who mm-hmm. had been who was killed by a police officer. And wow. the, the story was that they had met on this website, backpage.com, and I didn't have an idea what that was. So so I read the story, and it's a horrible story, you know, that has so many layers to it. But he killed her after, you know, they had, you know, um, they exchanged pleasantries. I'll just say it like that. And, and this man killed 
Well, I just <laughs> they 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 did the do, you know. Okay. And, and he, he he kills her. Okay. Now, when I I said that this can't be the only case like this. Yes. And so I started, you know, researching, and and that was every day, you know, Rhoda, my my assistant, and Terry would call me about something new that they had heard. And we looked up and we were looking at 14 young women who had utilized the same site that had been murdered. And if you weren't in the town that they happened in, you didn't know anything about it. And I I found it interesting, and and you have to forgive me, uh, any life that we lose, especially a young girl at, at the beginning of her life, that's it's right. precious and horrible, okay? Yes. But yes. I, I can I can quote you, you know, the best way to say it is this. Back in the late 1800s, Jack the Ripper kills uh, five prostitutes, and there's no internet, right? Right. But because of dime store novels and uh, newspaper, Jack the Ripper is one of the most famous serial killers in history. Okay, yes. and he was killing mm-hmm. prostitutes, white prostitutes. Okay, now here we are. We're in 2016, and this movie talks specifically about these men who are killing these women. And two of these men kill as many lady escorts, prostitutes, whatever you want to call them, as Jack the Ripper did. And we have all this technology, and nobody knows about it. And so I mm-hmm. have to ask myself. And, and I and I asked in the movie we asked the question if this was see we lose Africa and we mm-hmm. lose Vernicia and we you know what I'm saying we lose some uh, uh, Cynthia but if they were Becky and Susie and Jenny mm-hmm. and Carmen I'm asking would this be a national sensation and could Backpage have gone on as long as they did without vetting the individual using their product. <laughs> and that bothered me. So I focused the movie on uh, these horrible cases. But not only that, we deal with some real issues in the community. That's good. Um, and again, you know. It's not it's not a color issue, and I and I and I hear you. I, no, I, I get it is that. Not. But someone either makes it a, a color issue by lack of you know action, um, then we got to rise up because I'm gonna tell you, if it was the other way around and it was white girls getting killed and they there was no notoriety, I, I'm I'm going to there's some indignation that's gonna rise up in me as well because it's about the life and but don't. Um, disqualify or discount a life because of the color of their skin. And really, you know, we all have melanin in our skin. And so, yeah. So, you know, it's just that some people have a little bit more, like some people have longer hair, longer nails or whatever have you. So, you know, this whole color racism issue is really stupid down to the core. Um, And so, but I hear what you're saying and I'm so glad that you are, bringing it out the way you did. Well, and what the reason that I bring it out, the way and when you see the movie, we literally are not upset with the with the media, okay? Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. we're doing 
is we're pointing it out to the community. That's right. Okay? This is your problem. This is a community problem. This is a problem when no, and I'm serious when I say this, uh, this is a black man issue. Mm-hmm. All of these women were killed by men of color. Wow. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We have monsters, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. We have yes. monsters trolling in our communities, yes, killing our daughters. Mm-hmm. And we have not stopped it. Mm-hmm. And nobody, like, like I said, nobody finances your dreams. Nobody protects your family. Nobody protects your community but you. So this is a this movie's a call to arms for us to become better fathers, better husbands. That's good. Better, you know, better brothers and sisters, better mm-hmm. boyfriends. This is a call to us to say, hey, black girls got you. This could have been my daughters. Yes. Mhm. That's right. That's right. And um, and you're the second guest that I had, male guest that I had that is that is making that clarion call to say, men, wake up. We have to take care of this problem. Um, And truly speaking, the demand side of the sex trafficking, um, even, you know, uh, most of the child sexual abuse is from the male side. You know, uh, we're not pointing fingers, but the facts are what they are. Uh, There's no alternative facts here. Um, But, there we uh so we we need our men to stand up and 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 come together to help aid in getting this sex trafficking out you know of our of our communities each each one of our communities and so i you know a per, you are just saying some some things that are resonating in my in my in my uh, uh spirit so you know, when you're doing this film, because this is a reality, you're not just making a story up. This is a reality. What was some of the most intense scenes on the set? Oh, there's <laughs> there the, the single most intense scene. Uh, we have an actress, um, Devin Bradshaw. Uh, she plays uh, the reenactments of Vernicia Woodard and uh, brother Lamarck Bishop. Uh, plays one of her her bones, and there's a scene where they argue about, and and this this really happened, uh, putting because she had a client coming over, uh, mm-hmm. putting the baby in the bathtub while the client was there, and I, I could oh I could hear God. you catching your breath. <laughs> yeah, I could hear you yeah, catch your breath. The 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 problem is is they they had worked out a situation where they, when she would handle a client that he would take the baby for a walk, but this Mm -hmm. was, you know, one o'clock in the morning and they were in need of money to pay the hotel bill before they got evicted in the morning, the next day. And so, you know, he's got to leave so that the, the, you know, the client can come, but you can't take the baby out at two o'clock. So the only place that you could put the baby where the client doesn't see it was the bathtub. And and that scene right there, you know, if you're a mother, it shakes you to the core, but it yeah. also points out the, the fact that, you know, this young sister's making bad decisions because now she's on drugs. 
and she mm-hmm. took drugs to to numb herself sure. to what she was doing so that she could get through each and every one of them because she mm-hmm. hated doing mm-hmm. it. But she mm-hmm. also was homeless with a child. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And so, mm-hmm. I mean, they lived, they literally lived in a, um, one of those weekly stays. Yeah. They stayed in that for over a year. Wow. And and so yeah, and and that so when we when we recreate that scene, um, it, it's so it's so powerful the the language that is written. And I I I'd stay when you when you're telling the story, and I want people to understand this because this is really important. This is a movie on murder, sex trafficking, sex exploitation. Mm-hmm. There is no way. To talk about the underbelly of society nightly. No. Okay. None. So yes. the the vocabulary that we that you hear in that particular scene is as gutter and as hard to swallow as you'll ever hear. Mm. But it is honest, it is true, it is real. And because we we wanna show this church this movie in churches that is, you know, that's one of the things I wanted to say to all of the pastors. Listen, this scene is real. It's rough. Mm-hmm. It's not leave it to Beaver. Yeah. Um. If and the, the the market they were trying to get, which are young men and young women, they know if we're telling the truth. You see what I'm right. saying? Mm-hmm. And so when when we did the scene, it was um, it was right. It was like five minutes of just total silence. Because they, the two actors got so lost in the characters and in the role, it was it was really something, and that was probably it is not probably it is the most intense scene because as a parent you cannot imagine sinking that low. Right. Like Rick James says, cocaine is a hell of a drug. Yeah, it is. You know, and and you got hair on and crack and you know right. math there's so much more um out there that's so very addictive and um make you go lower than you ever want to go and Correct. um the sad thing is sex trafficking drugs they go hand in hand because like you said right. it is such a demoralizing dehumanizing shameful thing that they are made to do um just to stay alive and so um, we're on our second uh, uh, commercial break. So everybody, please uh, stay tuned. Wipe your eyes. I know I have to get myself together. So we'll be back in about two minutes. Please stay put. Hello, everybody. My name is Minister Annie Bell, and I am the host of Irene Log Talk Radio Show, where we endeavor to bring talk therapy to survivors of child abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas, as well as being the vehicle by which we use to bring awareness and resources to the community to aid in the prevention of these abuses. IRAIN, which is a declarative acronym for the individual survivor, that means I, I identify myself as a survivor, no longer a victim. R, reclaim my life. E, excel at living. G, grow in Christ. 
and end. Nurture myself and others. This declarative acronym has developed into a victorious lifestyle brand that empowers and aids in the healing journey of survivors of abuse, sex trafficking, and other traumas. I have also written a book entitled, with the namesake, I Reign, A Survivor's Guide to Thrive, which is now available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Pick up your copy of my book today and join me every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. here on We Inspire Network Radio, where together, through God, we win. If we endure, we will reign with Christ. Welcome back to I Rain Blog Radio Show with your host, Minister Annie Bell. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for staying put. I am Minister Annie Bell, and you are listening to I Rain Blog Talk Radio Show powered by Win Radio Network. The I Rain Radio Show is a an outreach of Wealth Management Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization where we endeavor to bridge the gap between the rich and the poor through financial teaching of financial literacy and Christian counseling. Now we are back with Khalif Shakil, the producer of the movie Black Girls Die 2, back page, The Backpage Murders. Welcome back, Mr. Shakil. Thank you, Andy. Thank you very much for even having us tonight. Oh, gosh, it's certainly my pleasure. Um, one of the things I, you know, as I was putting together the question and uh, this question, I actually had to think to myself as well. Um, the question that I was going to ask is, what is the most appalling thing that you learned about sex tra- the sex trafficking industry while you were filming this movie? Um, the most appalling thing. I, well, you never get past the actual murders. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, of course, the loss of life is the most appalling thing. But I guess the leading up to that, you know, to the people dying, what I what I found out was how many how many women are abused mm-hmm. uh, physically, domestically, um, emotionally, and that 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 is can become a bridge to the low self esteem and some of the decisions that that some of these young women make. Because they don't, you know, they don't have anyone telling them on a daily basis that they're wonderful and they're amazing. And I, I yeah. was shocked. I, I am telling uh, you, I was shocked to yeah. find out how many women are actually beaten by the men mm-hmm. that say that they love them. That yeah. I found appalling. Mm-hmm. It it really is, and and like you said, you know, the most appalling thing is that they lost the loss of life but to some of these girls and ladies and even boys death is a reprieve because right um if you talk about children who are in india i'm talking four-year-old children boys and girls who are being trafficked 
um, at that young age. And they have to see anywhere from 15 to 20. 15 to 20. I mean, men a day, not a week, not a month, but a day. And, um, and some of them are so perverted and so evil and wicked. There was, I read about this one where uh, it was a 10-year-old girl being trafficked. And uh, this one particular John wanted to see a uh, wanted to see whoever he was having sex with to catch on fire after he was done. So they the trafficker allowed him to pour gasoline on the girl and light her up after he had his ejaculation. Unbelievable. And yeah, then. They dumped. They thought she was dead. They dumped her body in the trash can in the alley. Um, she came to, but she had to have extensive, I mean extensive skin grafting and um, so many surgeries, even her female reproductive parts. Because, hello, everybody, a 10-year-old, a 4-year-old, a 12-year-old, a, a, a they're not fully developed. And so when there's that type of hard penetration, harsh penetration over and over again, there is damage down there for the girl and the boy. Um, I I also do a series called Hardcore Facts. And uh, I talk about the the damage that happens in this one boy. His anus actually hung out of him um, after being raped. And so it's sadistic. And so, yes, death is appalling. The, mo- the most appalling and the most sad part of it, but you know, there's so many more things about the torture that these uh, girls and boys and women are going through that you know it's unfathomable, uh, unfathomable to um, even think about. Um, my heart just continues to go out to them. We don't make any money doing this radio show. This simply is a passion to get out the information so if we can save as many lives as possible. And what you said, we talked about that today when uh, I did the Law and Order SVU piece uh, earlier today, and we talked with the two detectives. If we as parents would do this one thing, which is love our children, nurture our children, and, and tell them something simple like, I love you. Um, you're handsome. You're beautiful. You mean so much to me. That could mean make a difference because a lot of these girls are not being kidnapped, not here in the United States. They're being manipulated. They're being sweet talked. And so uh, the predator can look at them and say, okay, she needs she needs some loving. All I got to do is tell her I love her, um, buy her some clothes, or um, you know, hold her tight. Hey, they're putty. Um, so we have to, we as parents, as caregivers, have to be the one that shows what true love, what agape love, what um, unconditional love looks like, so that when they meet the false love, they'll be able to, you know, to say, no, not, not this girl. Um, so right. that is the, you know, the, the call that I'm making, and I say this a lot on my show, just take that moment and tell your daughter, your son, you love them, and, you know, hold them tight. That'll make the difference in the world. My, um, my 
next question. Did you have anything else you wanted to say before I ask my other question? Oh no, you were going good. It was. It was I was oh, okay. to the service. I was. I, was Man, I get so heated and I forget <laughs> I have a guest on. Um. <laughs> so, in your opinion, what uh, three things need to happen to abolish this heinous and sadistic sex trafficking industry? Okay, you know. Uh, Okay, I want to be very careful how I say this. We have in this world, I I, I always say this, 99 out of 100 people want to go to work. They want to take care of their families. They want to celebrate together or worship Mm -hmm. together, whatever, you know what I'm saying? They want to go to school. They want to enjoy the holidays. Ninety-nine out of 100 people want to just do right by their families, their community, their country. Ninety-nine out of 100, all right? So you say those are pretty good numbers, Khalif. Then you think there's 300 million people in this country. All right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, the second thing is is that 
the family in not just the black community but in America is broken. Okay, mm-hmm. divorce mm-hmm. is so high now. Okay, yes. the nu- the nuclear family is broken. Okay, and so we need. You know, I was up when it's upset or, 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 or not doing well. They'll come to their, their spiritual leader for counseling or they go to a, a you know, a doctor or a PhD or psychiatrist, but they need to talk to somebody. Yeah. I, I truly believe that America, especially the black community, we need community counseling. Mm, yes. We, we need to reassess the way we are teaching our children, and I'm going to give you a really good example. There is a website called WorldStar, and on this site, you there. I will. I will guarantee you there are at least ten thousand videos of women fighting each other in the street. Okay, mm-hmm. and me recording it with their camcorders or with their cell phones. Mm-hmm. Nobody's mm-hmm. breaking it up. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm Nobody is breaking it up. We have gotten to a point in our society where when we see something bad happening, we don't try and stop it. We try and record it. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, you see what I'm saying? That we used mm-hmm. to say, break the fight up. You see exactly. two guys getting into it, you, you, you break them apart so nobody gets hurt. Now, if you want to catch that moment on video, mm-hmm. it's important because it can change your family's life. You know, we don't get involved. You know, I, I was told I'm doing this movie because it says, you know, Khalif, you're messing with sex traffickers. If you shut this down, you know, mm-hmm. they can come after you. And I said to them, if I lose my life, mm. making life safer for my daughter, granddaughters, or other young ladies, mm-hmm. and they kill me while I do it, then I just got a golden parachute into paradise. It's you an honorable death. It's an honorable death. Yes. That yes. is number three. Mm-hmm. We are afraid of what comes next. Yes. We are so afraid, afraid baby, of what comes next. And mm-hmm. if you're afraid of life after death, if you're afraid of losing this life, okay, then you're not really living it. Mm-hmm. See, you only, right. as a free person, when you embrace all there is in this universe and whatever your next transition is, if this is when God wants to take you, embrace it. That's but right. Live this life, live this life, and I'm I'm really talking to my brothers here. Mm-hmm. Live this life like a superhero. Okay? Ooh, I it like feels that. better. It really mm-hmm. does. I, I was out. I remember being the young slick cat on the block. You know, I remember them days. You? It, it feels better. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, it feels better when you take on the superhero role. And that means mm-hmm. you break up fights. You stop men from, from jumping on women. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You protect yes. the women of your community. Come on, and, and I, there's, there's, there's Someone will say, I, I know I'm, 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 I'm running here. I, I wrote a book, and one of the chapters in it is called um, The Lion and the Panther. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the lion and the panther is what I say represent the men in our community. Okay, and I said that there, there are four levels of, of men running around in our community. You got the lion, you got the panther, you got the cheetah, 
and 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 then you got the the, the uh, hyena. Now the lion is what all sisters want, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's the strong brother. The, the, he he defends the kingdom. He'll put his yes. life on the line. But if you understand lions, when the females go out hunting, he watches the children, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, right. He protects the pride. Always protecting the pride. He's the most sturdy king in respect the lion, right? Yes. Now then, mm-hmm. there's panther. If you know the traits of a panther, they're dark, they're beautiful, mischievous. They got a good fight game, just like the lion. But a panther, when it kills its prey, it takes it up in a tree because it ain't sharing with anybody. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So women, mm-hmm. these men with characteristics of a lion, but are really panthers. Wow. Selfish mm-hmm. in their own ways. Then there's that cheetah. Now, the mm-hmm. cheetah is the fastest thing in the jungle. He's the brother that's in your life until you say something real. Mm. Like, are we getting married? Where's this going? Well, I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. I'm pregnant. He's gone. Uh, I'm sick. I've got cancer. Bam, he's gone. The fastest Mm. thing in the jungle. Can't wait to get away from real responsibility. And then there's finally, that's that hyena. And we got a lot of them in the hyena is the lazy brother. Mm, who lays mm, up in mm. the house, won't go get a job, walks around with his pants sagging, okay? He don't care about you because he don't care about his own image. He'll eat up the food in your refrigerator while you're working. Mm-hmm. Run up your, your light bill and, 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 and charge movies on your cable. And we have those four representations in our community, and we need to teach our young brothers what it means to be the lion. Wow. Because that's what we need. That's what we need. It'll stabilize our community. It saves our women. And lions don't let monsters run around creating back page type of murder in the community. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm just that's some good off. stuff. No, 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 no. You're good. Look, you're good. That's some good nuggets there. And um, I'm going to have to turn the show back on later and uh and take some notes because that's some good stuff you know and i hope our our men our kings are listening because your your queens your prince and princesses we need you to to be real honest we need our men to stand up and be the man that god created them to be um a couple of things I wanted to add, because, you, you know, like I said, you were, you were saying so much uh, great nuggets that I didn't want to interrupt you. I want to make sure pedophilia, those who are pedophiles, they scientifically have been proven that they cannot be uh, counseled back. They cannot. Be, right. They will always desire to have sex with prepubescent children, whether it be right. boys or girls. And so, right. like you said, you know, we can't reform them. Um, now, mm-hmm. one thing that is happening is that they looked at the pedophiles, the pedophilia community, looked over at the LGBTQ community and said, look what they did. They got the um, homosexuality taken out, taken out of the DSM-4 or DSM-5 as a um, mental illness. Okay? And okay. that homosexuality is a orientation. So right. as soon as that was changed, 
because it's just an orientation. It's not a a um, disability. It's not a mental illness. They are they are they should be given all the rights and all the things that they that you know um, non homosexuals or heterosexuals get. Now. That's fine. I'm, I have no problem. Uh, you know, that's between you and the Lord that you serve. Um, you know, I, of course, have my own view. But what, what I'm trying to say here is that pedophiles are now trying to go to the psychological community and say pedophilia is not a mental disorder. It is an orientation. Now, as soon as, if that ever, and we, this is why I'm bringing this out to the forefront, we have to fight that. It can never be turned into something of an orientation because then we know it will become normalized within the community. And before you know it, they're going to have the right to have sex with your children. And right. I'll be damned. Yeah, excuse my French. But, yeah. you know, no, no adult is going to have sex with my kids. We know that is a, is a psychological trauma um, and the physical trauma that children go through after that type of rape. They're trying to make adult sex a uh, legal thing here in the United States. They've been pushing it out abroad for a while, but they're trying to bring it here. And so we got to make sure that we keep our eyes open. The other thing that I wanted to um, say is that there is a such thing as CP, uh, I'm sorry, CPTSD, complex PTSD, people who have been sex trafficked because it's uh, those who have been enslaved, um, sex trafficking, long-term child abuse, they have CPTSD, complex PTSD. Now, if you think about our black community, um, we came out of slavery, had, did we not? Yeah, and walked right, yeah, and walked right into segregation. Mm-hmm. Not one person received any counseling, none. Exactly. So we have these broken ancestors who have been mm-hmm. beat down. They have been mm-hmm. all their identity has been. They've been stripped of it. Ashamed, they've been raped. You know, a man had to watch their master go and have sex with their wife and they couldn't do anything about it. Okay. All of that, they come out and we're, we're free now, no counseling, no healing except from that given from the Lord and uh, which is enough. But when you really think about it, it's not, uh, it's, it's not exhaustive for everyone. So we have broken people raising children. There's about, there's going to be some dysfunction. You know what I mean? And yeah, so we're, we, our children are being raised in dysfunction, and, and every generation, we're getting better. We are, I mean, if you look at how, if you really think about the fact that we have, we have been enslaved longer than we've been free, and the things mm-hmm. that we have been able to accomplish as a group of people is tremendous. But right. there's still, like you said, there's got to be healing community counseling that is not right. just throwing money at the problem, but that we're coming together and truly nurturing, uh, nurturing our community and counseling those who've gone through. So I wanted to, to, to say that uh, to everything that you were saying. Um, I have one last 
commercial break, and we're probably going to go over our time, which is okay. Um, and, and then we'll be right back to kind of finish up everything. So everybody stay put. We'll be right back. Sadly, today, most of us know at least one person that suffers from addiction or substance abuse. Addiction does not discriminate. No age, gender, race, or classes of people are immune to the horrors of addiction. This epidemic has ruined families, claimed lives, and left loved ones devastated. Over 100 people die from overdoses daily, and over 20 million Americans suffer from some form of addiction. For this reason, author Lloyd H. Bell Jr. has written the book Clean and Serene. The author is an addictions counselor and recovering addict of over 13 years. He knows and has first-hand experience of being caught in the grips of addiction. Clean and Serene provides experience, strength, and hope for the still-suffering addict. It can also be used as a tool in recovery. Whether it is used in a group setting or individually, this book was written to assist in the recovery process and encourage integrating inspirational, encouraging, and challenging scriptures the author has provided, a resource that is sure to change lives. If you or someone you know is battling with addiction, this book is for you. If you are in recovery, this is a great resource to add to your toolbox. If you are a group leader or addictions counselor, this is an awesome book for group therapy. Clean and Serene. Scriptural Meditations for Recovery is available nationwide in both ebook and print. Get your copy or a copy for some you know today from Amazon or Barnes & Noble Bookstore. For less than $10, you can potentially change the life of someone currently paying the high cost of living with an addiction. All right, welcome back to our final quarter. Um, we are taking a little bit more time today, and thank you for staying with us. Again, I am Minister Annie Bell with Irene Blog Talk Radio Show. If this, um, the topics in this show is, um, you know, uh, uh, triggering something, I do want to make sure that we do put that warning out there for survivors that it could trigger. Um, if that is occurring, please take a moment and call Polaris. 1-888-373-7888. There are counselors. There are people you can talk to on standby. You can also text them. Be free at 233-733. Don't suffer by yourself. Uh, tonight I am here with Khalif Shakale, and um, he's a producer, a filmmaker here in Atlanta, and just uh, really brought out a really wonderful movie, Black Girls Die Too. The Backpage Murders. Thank you for staying with us, Mr. Shaquille. No, no, thank you for having me. It's, 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 a, it's nice to be here. It's good to have adult conversations sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yes, yes. Um, a couple of questions that I uh, wanted to ask you was, uh, you know, before we go off, did, as a father, how did learning about this topic really impact you? I know you spoke a little bit on it. But how how did you um, how did it impact you? Well, I, I'm gonna tell you something. We um, like I said, you know, I I grew into being Kalisha Kale. You know, mm. I was another mm-hmm. kid when I was young. You know what I'm saying? 
I, I had children young. We were teenagers when me and my my uh, former wife, Mike's wife, had, had had girls, and I was running the streets and not really involved in their lives, and I was a paycheck pop. You know, you send a check because you think you're you're doing something, and mm. and I wasn't. You know, I missed a lot of the the very valuable moments that it takes to help groom young women. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was very fortunate that my, my daughter's mother was a strong black woman. She just really was. But but I put a, a, a hell of a load on her wearing both pants. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so when, when I started growing up, you know, and, and I talk about that in, in one of my books, when we finally start growing up, the first thing you want to do is rectify the wrongs that you've committed. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking at my, my young daughters, and, and I recognized some of the things that were missing in their lives. And what was missing was me and my, wow. you know, not on the telephone, not me, you know what I'm saying, sending money, but me was missing. Mm-hmm. That's right. And and so I, I, I started trying to become the man that my mother and my father wanted me to be. And so now every decision that I make in my business, in my film, in my book, they all have this theme that the, the deciding factor is, does my mother look down from paradise and say, that's my dad. Mm. And if she, if she can't do that, if my mother and my father are not up there giving each other high fives. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I can do. And and, and that is, I've, I've, I've tried very hard to become something that my daughters would look for in a man. Yes. In a man, in a man. yes. I, mm-hmm. I, I want them to say my dad is dependable to me. You yeah. know, my, my, my granddaughter, Jada, uh, who, who is the apple of my eye, you know, she thinks I'm a superhero. That's because she saw me after, you know, I played the villain all those years. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm trying to what I'm trying to say is that the the making of Black Girls Tattoo and the books that I do is because I want to help save young brothers from making some of the mistakes that me and my friends made. Mm. And our community is broken. We we we're, we're broken, and I mean it when I when when I hear you your your program talking about. Therapy. We need national therapy. We really yeah. do. And and mm-hmm. you got some strong brothers who got a false a false understanding of what it is to be a man. Mm-hmm. Because right. you can't have fourteen women killed in your community and nobody upset about it. Mm-hmm. And call yourself men. We can't mm-hmm. have that. And That's this right. movie points that out. And another thing that you, you mentioned, pedophilia. Okay. I, I'm a, I, I want to I say this because we call each other, hey, what's up, my brother? What's up, my sister? Well, let me give you the roots of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my brother, my sister thing came back from the slavery period. Okay. Because the master was, was having children with mm-hmm. his slaves. Okay, so you might very well 20 years later marry your brother or your sister Mm. on that plantation. 
or you might the master may because they never claim any of us. Okay. That's right. That's they right. Just, we were just we, all we were was property. So he would have a baby with his with the with the with the woman that he kept in the house when he go. Sometimes he he'd have a baby. You sell that child down the road to somebody down the road. Later on, twenty years later, you might marry your very own sister. Wow. So we start calling one another brothers and sisters. What's up, my brother? All of that is a byproduct of that was your brother. Wow. Literally. You see what I'm literally that was your brother. That was your sister. The the worst part, the the most detrimental effects of slavery is not working for free. Okay? You got Mm -hmm. black men and women in this country right now. You got white boys, white women, you got Asians working for free. We've mm-hmm. been working for nothing. You, if you're working from payday to payday, you're working for free, okay? Because mm-hmm. you don't get to enjoy none of the life. You, you're too right. hard, working too hard trying to keep a roof over your head. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Hand, so hand to I'm, mouth. Hand to mouth. So you, we, working free wasn't the worst part of slavery. The worst mm-hmm. part of slavery, and remember that I said this, and this is why I say we need national therapy. We need to talk about things. We to get these things out. The worst part of slavery is that I marry you. We get older. I go five years, you don't have a child. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, you help raise half the boys on the plantation. Mm-hmm. But now the pastor replaces me in your bed. Mm. So that you can give him those last few good years of childbearing. Because it's worth money. And I, the older guy, have to watch a young man that I raised father child, my wife. That is the detrimental effects of slavery. That is the thing that feeds young men men preying on young girls, which is a problem in every community in this country. Older Mm -hmm. men, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, talking 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old girls into doing things they know that their body's not ready. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then threatening mm-hmm. them. There's a, there's a part in the movie, uh, a, a pastor, Pastor Billy Cox, it's, it's her testimony. She's being raised by her mother and her and her stepfather. And for four years, he's, he's raping her on a rake. She's a true mm-hmm. survivor. She's an amazing woman. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. at 13, she gets up the, 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 the gumption, she gets up the strength to run away. And she runs to who? Her father, another pastor. The second day at his place, while taking a shower, he gets in the shower with her and says, you're going to prove to me that that man was really molesting your oh my God. And he <laughs> violates his own child. That black girls got you. Wow. Because we deal with the issues that nobody wants to talk about. That's right. We have That's right. sick, sick brothers and sisters, but, but, but way more brothers. We have some sick brothers in mm-hmm. our community. And if we don't help them when they're young, they grow up to become these monsters that take away these women. And and mm-hmm. that's the sixteen now. I mean, we talk about fourteen black girls killed that we talk about. But when we were in post production, two more were killed off back page. Two more. And these are oh, ones wow. we don't know about. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. 
And, you know, um, and you said some things, and as far as the pedophilia and where it, we can probably talk about that for a whole nother hour as well, because yeah, if you go look at every ago. nation, yes, they, um, they have qualified pedophilia in some way, form or fashion. Um, now, just to kind of leave on a good note, um, did okay. you, if you had to give an award for the funniest cast or crew uh, member, who, who would you give it to? And did you have a diva in that bunch as well? Um, <laughs> yeah, there are, there are a lot of these. First, the funniest dude is uh, a guy named, uh, uh, we, we call him Vic, with Victor Holland. I, I'm telling you that, first of all, his work, this is a brother that that was with me on every, he's an associate producer, okay? He mm-hmm. has done everything. He does all of the jobs that nobody else wants to do, okay? Mm-hmm. If you had a mm-hmm. bad reading, He's the brother that calls you to the side and gives you the pep talk. You see what I'm oh, saying? He's yeah. the one that will read, through, go through your lines with you. He's the one that made sure that everything was set up right. This uh, this brother was has been so committed to this field, mm-hmm. and I you know and I want to be I want to say that because I love him. He's a good man, and 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 he's the type of brother that you everybody wants their daughter to marry. Okay, but yeah. he's also mm-hmm. a super character. Well, is he single? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, he's still single. <laughs> he's still single, I'm ladies. I'm, I'm telling you, better go, go get him now. I mean, he's, a, he's really a good dude, but he is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And so as a, as a character uh, in, the, in, the, in the company, on the set, Vic, you know, if there's an intense moment, he would, he would say something that's funny. Uh, he, he just he's just an, a hilarious dude. So he would be the the person that I would say the most funny. Now diva wise, well, mm. you know we have a lot of divas. Uh, <laughs> Mahogany Ray, Mahogany Ray, her song "The Gambling Man," which which talks about domestic violence and everything that we use in the movie. Mahogany Ray is a diva. I mean a mm. a shown up diva. And I think she's got a song like on Reverb Nation, like that's like number two or three in Georgia. And I'm just, I love her. I'm, I'm so proud of her. She's a super diva. She, she really is. But the diva of all divas is the sister that put it together. Okay, the one that called me in, D. Dawkins Hagler, uh-huh. <laughs> is, is I'm telling you, she's Diana Ross. Okay, <laughs> she's Diana Ross. All, all of the ladies are the Supremes. Uh-huh. But she, Dawkins Hagler, is Diana Ross. She is, a, she, and you know it when you step on there. That's D. You, you know what I mean? That's That's D. And I'm going to tell you why I say that, okay? Our first day of shooting, we shot at the Capitol. And, and so I said, D, I don't even know who I'm interviewing, okay? And she says, well, what did you need? I said, I came to talk to these um senators and representatives about Backpage. And she says, oh, that's all you need? So she calls like 20 of them mm-hmm. and says, I need y'all to go down to the room and answer them questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, well, well what we had. I what, need her on about? my team. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? She's like, I need yeah. y'all to go down there and answer them questions. He's going to answer, just answer them. And so we have all of these dignitaries coming down, just wonderful people. Uh, uh-huh. Senator Ford came. Senator Ford came down. Representative uh, Bruce came down. Uh, Representative Dasendrick, uh, 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 Dasendrick Kendricks came down. Uh, Sandra Scott, 
Donzella James. They didn't have any idea what they were getting themselves into. They just all turned out that, well, you know, the chair told me to come down, so I'm here. You know, Doc Rett, I I want to say, you know, Doc, if you're listening, thank you. You did a good job for the film. But they came because Queen Queen B, Diva, is Diva. And she is a sister that gets it done. If you want Mm -hmm. to talk to a great mind, a great mind, and a sister mm-hmm. that's getting worked on. She's doing. She she's been working on sex trafficking now for a long time. Her and her and these are the two women. I'm telling you, you want to put them on your show. V. Uh, Dawkins Hagler is one, and and Senator Gloria Butler. The last bill that we we voted on here, the sex that sex trafficking bill that we voted mm-hmm. on on the election, that's Senator Butler's bill. They're is both that right? Movie. Yes, they're amazing. You need women. to get me connected. I, now I got I, 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 I already contacted D, but yeah, right. Senator um, Butler. Yes, definitely. You, I would love to have girl. him on my show. I mean, listen to me, Senator uh-huh. Butler. He is. Listen to me now, honey. I'm trying. I'm telling you some good stuff here. I'm. I'm okay, giving you I don't. Okay, <laughs> Senator Butler is uh, the Lena Horn of politics. Okay. I'm, listen to me now. I'm giving it to you. I'm like, writing it down. Senator, Lena Horn of politics. <laughs> Senator, Senator Butler is the Lena Horn of politics. All mm-hmm. right, she is so classy. She is so elegant. Her hair is she got this white hair. She wears these glasses. And when you hear when she talks, it's like listening to Lena Horn. Okay, we wow. we just sat there. We we did an interview with her at the end of the movie just to hear her talk. Mm. <laughs> I, when you meet when you meet Senator Butler, she is an amazing woman. She's been fighting sex trafficking. For years, and wow. and D is a D is 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 like her daughter, mm-hmm. so she sort of like D raised her. And she raised D in politics, and these two women they they helped me focus on what I wanted to do in this movie, and they were very helpful and supportive, and mm-hmm. and I just can't say enough nice things about them. I just I can't. Well, that's great. And listen, I only have about thirty seconds. So tell me, um, how can my audience get in touch with you? Okay, well, um, what the probably the easiest way now is through social media. Believe uh, mm-hmm. Kale on Facebook. You can inbox me on there. Um, we have a, a page, uh, Black Girls Die Too. You can email me there. Um, uh, they or they can they can call me at six seven eight six six two two eight nine nine. I. I go around, I speak, I talk about the issues. We we have books that deal with these things. Uh, so, yeah, they can hit me up on the book, you know, hit me up okay. on Facebook. And if y'all look me. down, and if you look on the slideshow, you'll see all of his books on there. And so, get uh, you know, get a copy because he's obviously dropping nuggets. Listen, thank you so very, very much for being on the show with me. And I just took all of your time today. Thank you so much. You are a That's- godsend. Thank you. I just want to say one thing real quick. Uh, my okay. brother, Isaac Guzman, Isaac Guzman is going to have a baby. It's his first child. I love him. I get to be an uncle all over again. Uh, congratulations to Isaac and Congratulations. Shout out to him. Thank you so much. Thank all you. right. You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got that time. We have to get going. 
My wisdom to rain for tonight is when it does rain, soar above the clouds. To make a donation or to get in touch with me or my team, please go to www.wealthmngt.org or follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We are all on their YouTube channel, iRain Blog Talk, and become a subscriber so you don't miss any shows. Go on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, grab one of my books, iRain. A survivor's Guide to Thrive. Repeat after me. I reclaim my life. I excel at living. I illuminate the dark. I grow in Christ, and I nurture myself and others. Let's reign together with Christ. See you next Tuesday at 8 p.m. God bless you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.